Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, September 27th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Oregon State's FY25 athletics revenue could decline by as much as 44%, according to OSU President Jaya T. Murthy and AD Scott Barnes, who write in a joint letter, that means we'll need significant new revenue from public, philanthropic or other sources to support our student-athletes and maintain a competitive athletics program. Most importantly, we must prioritize and seek funds for our $10.4 million annual institutional commitment toward athletic scholarships that benefit students from across Oregon and beyond. Furthermore, Murthy and Barnes note that OSU advanced $31.8 million to the athletic department to help navigate COVID with the expectation that it would be repaid over time based on historic revenues. Now we must figure out a way to repay that debt, which should not be borne by tuition-paying OSU students. Meanwhile, early estimates show millions of dollars in potential lost revenue to the local travel and hospitality industry, not to mention the lost tax revenue to the city and county. Murthy and Barnes on Thursday will share this reality with the Oregon legislature in a public hearing of the House Higher Education Committee. The AP's Eric Olson examines the tangible benefits new Big 12 members are enjoying and notes that combined attendance for Houston's football opener against UTSA and its Big 12 opener against TCU was over 74,000, the highest total for the first two home games in program history. BYU, meanwhile, sold all 40,000 of its season tickets by April, the Cougars' earliest date ever, and the women's soccer and volleyball teams set single-game attendance records in the first month of their seasons. At UCF, private donations were up 44% and merchandise licensing royalties were up 23% for FY23. Houston Deputy AD and CRO Garrett Classy stating, Our fan base has operated with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder these last 28 years, so I think there's just general excitement to be back. JohnCanzano.com's eponymous publisher observes that not only did Saturday's Washington State-Oregon State matchup draw more viewers than UCLA-Utah, it was watched by more people than every Big 12 matchup that didn't feature Texas or Oklahoma. Moreover, former Fox Sports president Bob Thompson points out, OSU-WSU was against Notre Dame-Ohio State, Iowa-Penn State, Texas-Baylor and Arkansas-LSU which all did more than 2.4 million viewers, so real stiff competition in that window. Canzano subsequently notes, Thompson was hesitant to draw any sweeping conclusions without a larger sample size, but it amounts to a nice week for win for the embattled pack, two schools. The Big 12 will love that late time slot, but could enjoy it even more with two additional ranked teams playing in it. In fact, based on 2024's new conference affiliations the Big 12, number 10 Utah and number 24 Kansas, and Pac-2, number 16 Washington State and number 19 Oregon State, would have the same number of top 25 ranked teams. Dave Campbell's Texas football writer Mike Craven chronicles Sam Houston State's path to FBS. Bearcats AD Bobby Williams has been planning for this move since shortly after his arrival in Huntsville in 1982, the year after the football program moved from NAIA to D2. He tells Craven, if we build it, the FBS will come. That's the approach we took. We had to be best in class and compete at a high level and then we were able to build out from there. We're fortunate that the university saw enrollment growth. In fact, enrollment has doubled from 10,000 in the 80s to a projected 28,000 by the end of the decade, and Craven observes, from capital campaigns to our two status to bringing on a medical school, Sam Houston has geared up to be a major university while the football team marched up the ladder. 
Meanwhile, Williams says the beer cats were tapped out with our revenue streams at FCS. Everybody thought revenue was coming in because of those games on ESPN and such in the spring, but it actually cost us about $300,000 with infrastructure to play those games on TV. Illinois State no longer expects to see any of the $3 million that former Redditus Labs CEO Aaron Rossi pledged to the athletics department, according to WGLT's Ryan Denham, who cites recently released documents obtained via FOIA request. The newly released records show ISU's top fundraising officials conceding Rossi's pledge would not be fulfilled. ISU VP for University Advancement Pat Vickerman wrote to one of his top deputies January 16, 2023, that Rossi's gift should be closed out and that the Rossi's should not be invited to any events for a high-dollar donor recognition group known as the 1857 Society. In response, fundraising staff said they would write this pledge off, the email records show. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, September 27th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.